The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Live from the Nasdaq market site overlooking New York City's Times Square, this is Fast Money. I'm Melissa Lee. Your traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Brian Kelly, Steve Grasso, and Guy Adami. On the big show tonight, pharma stocks popping as lawmakers double down on the drug price debate. Senate Republicans calling the Democrats' latest negotiation bill dead on arrival. We'll get you the names uh, in our own exam. Then, if the shoe fits, did Amazon just copy all birds? We will look at more side-by-side pictures of both and then zoom out to get the bigger picture concerns this could raise. But first, in a world where binge watching is a national pastime, a universal battle is raging. This is Streaming Wars. Media empires strike back. Comcast, AT&T, Disney and Apple bring their shields to full and Netflix and Roku burn up in the atmosphere. Who will dominate the next evolution? Humanity will find out now. Yes, it was the week that changed the world of streaming. Roku falling a whopping 26% on increase in competition from Comcast and Facebook. Netflix also getting slammed as CEO Reed Hastings admits to tough competition from rivals Apple and Disney. So who would indeed win the next battle? In these streaming wars, what do you think, guy? I'd love in a that in a world. That's in a world. That guy is fantastic. Good voice. Great voice. But every movie trailer starts with in a world. In a world. That's so, why we in a world that. where Melissa Lee asks questions on her show. I want answers. Well, <laughs> it would appear. It would appear. Nice laugh track. Oh, oh, laugh track. The laugh track. It's really on top. Look, of it would today. appear as though Disney's. Uh, In terms of the stock, at least, Disney's the most poised to go higher only because, and Tim can speak to this, the valuation. They seem to be growing into a valuation. It's never going to get a Netflix valuation, but it's going to sort of trend that way where obviously Netflix is feeling the pain. Reed Hastings spoke of that exactly. But in terms of trading these stocks, and we mentioned this the other day, now we had Roku right for a long time. We probably overplayed our hand. But a couple days ago, we said, you know what? It's probably headed back to 100. That's the 50% retracement of that. $25 $25 low we saw earlier this year, the recent 175 high, and bang, here we are. I think you got to put that on your radar screen. And I tell you, Netflix, 242 was the low back on December 17th. It seems to have sort of a bullseye for that. But I think you get a trading opportunity against that as well. These stocks are in trouble, but I do think they're not going away. So much of this market has been positioning. And when you look at the, the, the old names, the AT&Ts and the Comcasts, these are the names that have performed, and this is another arrow in their quiver, if you will allow that analogy. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those are the names you want to buy. Well, at least she did. Not sure she did either. No, well, those, okay, if you look at the Roku, yeah, so if you look at Roku, you look at Netflix, you look at Disney, everyone knows about streaming there. It's a surprise with Comcast and AT&T. Maybe. I mean, I think if you look at this, what's going on, right? Where is the value accruing? The value is accruing to the content producers. So when you look at kind of that cast of characters out there, who has, not only do they produce content, now has the distribution and has otherwise to monet, other ways to monetize that content, it comes down to Disney. 
every day and twice on Sunday. Look at how the chart's trading against 130. Probably not a bad place to get into it. Apple, you can write them off. They're going to have to spend a lot of money. Uh, maybe, you know, listen, Guy could be right. We might get a, an opportunity in Netflix and Roku, a trading opportunity, but I would call that a bear market rally, and you probably want to short that rally. Is the difference between a content producer and, and a platform? I mean, it's, it's just money, and Apple has a lot of it. So why, why couldn't Netflix has Apple? Proven that. And why? Yeah, but why not, is Netflix one of but the? But it's not. It's producers? not proven. I mean, you want, where's the value going? Apple's just going to be putting money out. Are they <clears> going to be getting any revenue off that? How long is it going to take? The content producers are going to be the ones today that are actually getting the money. But what's interesting is, and I think this may be your point, Mel, is that the reason why Netflix has actually been as successful as they are is because they are a distribution platform, and they have the distribution, and people applaud it. People well, actually, they have both. They're, well, they grew into the content, but they had distribution first. Mm-hmm. Um, who's got distribution first? Apple. Um, now, I'm not here to, let's talk streaming wars. I'm not here really to argue in favor of Apple. I'm here to argue against Netflix because Netflix has spent $20 billion in 2018 and 2019 so far. The problem is, as the wars heat up and the competition finally comes online that we all knew was happening, the expectations on really hockey sticking on the EPS on Netflix, 2020, they're supposed to make $650 a share. And, and that's to then trade at 65 times a share right. when Disney at 30 times is expensive and is doing what they always have done. So I, I I just, I think Netflix is the biggest problem here. I think the other ones are growing into higher product, Isn't it a product also of the value versus growth dilemma that we're seeing? Netflix is, is, has a bullseye on its back for a host of reasons. Right. And one of them is that value versus growth. And a lot of times when you look at an Apple, you get both in an Apple, along with the, the uh, icing on the top or the whipped cream on the top of streaming. Cherry, I, 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 I was thinking the ice cream cherries. and the whipped cream. And How about really an arrow with whipped cream? Me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good thing that Netflix put through its price increase yeah. because in this environment, you've got to wonder whether or not price increases will ever come again. You've got AT&T under even more pressure to show that the Time Warner acquisition is going to work. Netflix right? probably did it the time they mm-hmm. needed to do it. Sort of flow under people's radar screen. People that have it probably didn't even see it coming. Now I think people might be hypersensitive to it, so I think you make a great point. In terms of trading it, though, again, and again, kudos to Tim. He's been on this for a while, but I do think you get a trading opportunity against 242, and it lines up really nicely when they report earnings, I believe, on or about October 16th. So BK's right. It's probably going to be a bear market bounce, and this is the first time I think you've seen the whites of Reed Hastings' eyes. The whites of his eyes. Mm. That is very dramatic, by the way. That alone is... It's like the movie In a world where Reed Hastings... You think you're trading against 242. There you go. Are we at a point now where we have to see the valuations converge between the Netflixes of the world and the Disneys of the world? Well, I, I, I think we've seen that, and I think Netflix has a long it, yeah. way to come down, and there's you know, arguments that should Disney trade here. I think maybe the most interesting, the next, the next comparison to look at is AT&T and Disney. So let's take AT&T's core business and their, their wireless business and maybe even their direct TV business and say these are low multiple businesses. But as you look at the content and you do the sum of the parts, um, to me, the greatest room for relative value enhancement would be at AT&T. And I know you can't value the whole business there, but look at what we're doing with Disney. Look at what we're doing with Apple. We're treating these companies like the 
conglomerates that they are and trying to value the pieces differently and it gets you a higher multiple at AT&T. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I like Tim's argument on AT&T, but I really just think that the story here is kind of the demise of Netflix and Roku. We haven't the talked demise. a lot about Well, they, it's over. Hey, we knew in at some world. point in time. In a world where they go out <laughs> of business. World, exactly. <laughs> where where they, they, they're, they're meteors and they just they flash out. But let's even talk about Roku. What does Roku do? Right. They, they basically you buy the, the hardware to connect to the Internet so you can stream. Every TV going forward is going to have that on. So a part of their business is going away. So between Roku and Netflix, they are rightly down quite a bit. And I think they probably go lower. Lights out for Roku? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, and it's interesting. You have some analysts today. You mentioned Pivotal. They initiate yeah, yeah. with a $65 price target, Half. which is dramatic. Yeah. But you know what? Equally dramatic are the two other analysts. I think D.A. Davidson won with a $170 price target, one who, whose name escapes me with a $185 so price they're target. they're wrong, probably. As it turns out, isn't it in a world <laughs> where we try to handicap things, we're all wrong. They're probably all wrong. Yeah, well. My point is, yeah. you see, there are people that in the BK camp where they think it's going away. There are other people that think that Roku can survive in this world. I don't know where I find myself, but I do think this $100 level is a great trading opportunity. Here's the other side of this whole argument about valuation enhancement with the yeah. exception of Netflix and Roku in a world where they're going out of business. <laughs> um, we, we have a case where think about all the cellular companies. Think about what went on in wireless. Think about when these things start to become somewhat commoditized. I realize content is not commoditized, but the services themselves become so. And, and if Disney can deliver this, at, at $12.99 on a Disney Plus starting November 12th, and Apple's coming in at $4.99. And Netflix... For they're, free. They're, for free. And Netflix, their premium's $15.99, but they have an $8.99 and they have a $12.99. The point is that, if anything, shouldn't they all be coming down? They should all and, be And therefore, down. shouldn't all of their multiples be under some pressure if they're all going to be competing so except aggressively? For the, except the companies that have the deepest pockets can weather those price declines, right? Can weather that price war. Or, or so how the about question those, is, can a Netflix, for instance, with the cash burn it has, can it weather a price billion in debt that they've been financing their content. But, doesn't it, but, but I think it, co it comes down yes. to the ones with the lower price have the least amount of content. I think at Netflix, people are willing to pay that premium. I don't think Netflix is selling off because these other competitors are going to steal their lunch. I think it's, they're selling you know? off because of that value versus growth. Do you think it's play. only the rotation that, that is causing Netflix no, I, I to think, be down 25% over the past year? I don't year. think it's competition. I don't think it, 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 for me to say it's not it's zero competition, uh -huh. no, that's, that's, that's ignorant. But to say that it's 100% competition, that's ignorant as well. I think it's a healthy amount of value versus growth. I think it's a healthy amount of competition. I, 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 would, I would think that this rotation is the accelerant to the yes. downside. Right? Yes. So if this was going on absent this rotation, you probably wouldn't have as big of a decline. Is, I think is probably what, how I would characterize it. Four that, syllables. Yeah. In a word where BK uses four syllable words. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's a yeah. Friday afternoon. That's the reason why competition concerns me is because it concerns Reed Hastings. And, you know, he spoke, you know, he's said it in the past more in passing. He seems to be really worried right now. So He's worried about, about more Hastings gaming. Worried, worried, I gotta be worried. But he's worried more about gaming. Throw it all in. Versus, Throw versus it video. all in. Whatever takes your eyeballs off of Netflix. Exactly. It's just eyeballs. But here's the other thing. Uh, it, it seems like the bloom is off the rose on Netflix, maybe for the first time. And, and, I, and I, I know there's been an ability to challenge the valuation for a long time. And for a long time, I was very wrong. And I may still be wrong. But, but I, I do think you're having people.
people truly question the business model at this point and the profitability. At some point, you do have a structural issue. I'm not saying they're going out of business in this world. Um, I'm saying that there's definitely going to be a dynamic here where people were giving Reed Hastings and Netflix the benefit of the doubt every time that these guys had the distribution. They were so far ahead. No one could catch up. They were international. And, and I think that the multiple of the stock and the following of the stock from the Wall Street and the investor community is not ever going to be the same as what it was. So back to you, mm. because you think a big part of this is the rotation right. or an accelerant. Right. Mm-hmm. That's will. what I said. In, I mean, that world, yeah. in that uh, world, would you buy Netflix here? Uh, not yet. I think that you're going to see that rotation take place until year end. I still think Apple's a buy. I think Comcast is still a buy. And I think Disney has to hold 130. By the way, when, when you go to the movies, um, do you eat popcorn oh, or do you eat... Do you, do you eat um, Milk duds. Do you eat craisins? Do you eat craisins? So we're talking, about, we're talking about streaming and watching TV, and here I am just eating craisins. Because I feel like I'm just snacking. Because well, like, we've gotten rid of the candy bag. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you should be behind the scenes. But you got to tell scenes. the folks at home what we're talking we about. We have a candy bag. But not anymore. Not anymore. It's candy-free September. Right. Crazy. So we're eating, so we're we eating pecans nuts, and, nuts and almonds. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. The more you know. In a world where. In a world where we're trying to trying to keep it real. That's the world. Coming up, Amazon accused of going after all birds. Does this copycat case have legs? Plus, stocks holding up despite a hiccup in trade talks. The bonds are telling quite a different story. We'll tell you what to expect in the big week ahead. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, The ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to Fast Money. Biopharma breathing a sigh of relief today after Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell warned House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that her drug pricing plan would be dead on arrival in the Senate. So what could this mean for the drug pricing battle? Obviously, the drug makers liked this. News. Yeah, they should like it. And I think big cap pharma, although the last obviously three weeks have been difficult for Eli Lilly, for Pfizer, even to a certain extent, Merck, I think they're going to get back on their horse and run again. Lilly closed today 116. The all-time high was on or about 130. I think that where, that's where it's headed. Valuations are not stretched. I think the space had a bullseye. I think that bullseye is now gone. I, I don't want to have to be forced to pick one of those names. So I buy the XLV. You buy the ETF. It's only up 7%. It's lagged the market. And I think you're, you have a little bit of smooth sailing going into year end if it's dead on arrival. He was almost daring you to would you rather him, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I'm, not, well, I'm not taking the bait. You're not taking the bait. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Nope. I want to go no, someplace like else that. with this. Yeah. Nobody tells like me that. what to do. Right. right on. All right. But my question is, for every positive headline like this, you always get, you get a negative headline. And there's still a lot of time to the election. Right. But at least it delays it, right? So at least there's this stagnation. So if you were concerned that something was going to happen either before the election or that, that's probably off the table now. For me, I'll go a little further down the food chain and say, maybe you look at Biotech again, IBB, the NASDAQ 
biotech traded really well today. The reason why I say that is if there was any hesitation about buying out some of these smaller cap biotechs by the large pharmas because you didn't know what pricing was going to be, maybe there's a little more certain. There's a little more certainty in the world today. I think taking these headlines um, as at least a counter to all the political fears that we've seen you know, kind of swirling around this sector um, is not enough to go out and buy it. Um, I don't think that the valuations are particularly interesting. I think that a lot of these companies actually also had a very good run in the context, again, of a slower growth economy where we had high dividend yields and these yeah, yeah. were very predictable cash flow generators. So um, I, I, this has never been a reason to jump in or out of the sector for me, and I think that's proven over and over every political cycle. All right. Speaking of companies often caught in uh, Capitol Hill's crosshairs, Amazon under the spotlight again, this time for being a copycat. Images from Huh. Earlier today, show that the online retail giant has created a shoe that bears an uncanny resemblance to a popular sneaker made by startup apparel company Allbirds. Not huh. just that, they're selling it for 60 bucks less per pair. Mm. Um, so the question is if, if Amazon is doing this with Allbirds, could they also do this with any other product that they sell on their site? And is this going to further raise? Regulatory concerns. I think the first question they already do, don't they? I mean, you go on the Amazon site, they have Amazon Basics, which is their product, which is at the top of the thing, which is exactly what they were they were accused of or was a concern this week that they are actually kind of promoting their own product. So I think this already happens. Looking at those pictures, though, there is a difference as to shoelaces. But they must be $60 shoelaces. Well, those, those are some pretty ugly sneakers, ugly, by the way. Yeah. I think Dan Nathan wears those. I mean, I, I, I have never, you know, I would not wear those. But the question is, is white labeling for Amazon, who's in the ultimate position, and we're seeing essentially white label products in every major big box and every major food group. Um, yes, I think Amazon's going to continue. I have zero problem with it. Anyone who's going to list on Amazon, if, if they're going to cause you any adverse effects on your brand, you just pull it off of Amazon. I don't think anyone's going to do that. So until that happens, it's, it's going to have zero effect on the market. It's going to have zero effect on the competition. And I'm, I'm happy with this. Maybe Dan gets a cheaper sneaker. They are, they are horrible things. But They're as idiots. you know, imitation is, is the best form of flattery, as they say. And you can look across the TV landscape, and you'll notice there are shows on other networks that have taken this fast money format and have made it their own. <laughs> really? Just saying, without naming names. With that said, and our technician BK can speak to this, Amazon is not really traded all that well. If you look, it has a monster double top, and it really hasn't recovered as the broader market has. So... All, bir- all birds? All birds is the sneaker all that they're birds. copying. Aside of copying. which Dan Nathan has multiple pairs. I mean, the implication is because Dan has some really Amazon. ugly shoes. It's a shame he's not here. That's what everybody seems feel, to be yeah. saying. That's the bottom line I'm not line saying here. that. It sounds that's what I other people it. are saying. I'm out there. Well, well, you know. Dan and uh, Guy have said it They have clearly. said that. I just want to make the bottom line. My name's Tim. Not just the bottom line for Dan's shoes, but the bottom line for Amazon. So I, 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 again, so for Amazon, I think this is probably not a big deal in, ter- in the big picture of things, this individual incident. But again, I will use the term accelerant and say that probably this rotation out of the momentum is an accelerant for Amazon on the downside. Okay, so, so Dan, Dan strolls yeah, up onto set in, yeah. here. He's in the wings for options action with his fancy sneakers on. They are fancy. Not knowing that all these Go guys the have been putting his sneakers down. So, are those Amazon sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> In a world. Is this on air? Yeah, what are you say, Dan? <laughs> Making know. fun of your sneakers. This whole show has been off the rails. I mean, really, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> options action. 
Um, but, but back to Amazon. I mean, this could really be this could be one of those names caught up in this whole rotation as well, right? I mean, if you're going to say twenty percent, it's underperformed. Yeah. yeah, you have a problem there. But w- when you look at Amazon, they told us that this was going to be an investment cycle. So I don't want to be an Amazon when they're warning us already. He, he's already put the writing on the wall. Love the stock for years, but when he tells you he's investing, that means look out. You're not going to see any profits. I think dance sneakers are nicer than all birds. Well, those I are different ones, by the way. Those are, are better all sneakers than he usually wears. Leather, for one. Okay, it's a better um, sneaker than you. Coming usual. up, trade talks hitting another snack, putting the dent in the stock rally. But bond yields seeing an even bigger swoon. We'll discuss which has the better read on the market. That's next. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money and CNBC. Much more Fast Money right after this. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Welcome back to Fast Money. Stocks falling today after yet another rift in U.S.-China trade talks. Chinese officials cutting their trip to the U.S. short. Uh, no explanation. They actually canceled a trip to visit farms in Montana. President Trump later saying he doesn't need to strike a deal with China ahead of the 2020 election. The real story, though, take a look at what happened in the bond market. Well, we saw stocks go up and down, according to these trade headlines. We saw bond yields sink, and pretty much uh, here we are at the lows of the session, 1.721 percent. Um, and they had uh, been up prior to those trades headlines about China canceling the deal at around 1.78 or 9. Um, So what is telling the true story here in terms of how we should view where the trade talks are and how do we set up for next week, Tim? I think that I think certainly the bond market is is somewhat concerned. I think the bond market also listened to Eric Rosengren of of the of the Boston Fed. Um, I think it also listened to uh, the comments that were coming out of Clarida. So you had Fed comments that basically indicated, hey, one, we don't really necessarily want to push rates much lower in terms of the the, the Fed funds rate. Um, and I think you get the sense that the bond that the market overall um, is then going to be concerned about growth if the Fed is not as aggressive. Right. I was surprised that 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 Rosengren saying that. 
manufacturing is already in recession effectively didn't right. hit the markets a little bit harder. Yeah, I mean, both, both the Fed governors were not uh, too enthusiastic about the U.S. economy, and particularly Clarida talked about the European economy getting hit hard, and we know that that has filtered over. So the danger to this stock rally and the danger that we have is that you have this prolonged trade war, which Guy has talked about for probably a year and a half now, and it continues to hit earnings. So we are back in this pattern of one day great news, stock market goes up, next day all of a sudden it falls apart, stock market goes down. We've heard Fed representatives tell us that the, that the tariff issue hasn't filtered through to the economy yet. And I think that if it continues to go on, you're just guaranteed more of a rate cut. So to me, so it's a win -win I, don't situation. Want to, I knew you were going to say that because you don't like that. Well, I mean, so I'm not going to say it's a win-win. I don't win -win. trust win-win. I'm not going to say it's a win-win, but I wouldn't be afraid of, uh, I wouldn't be afraid of it. Uh-huh. Guy? It was that good book, that Win Dixie book. Remember that book? It was kids. No, uh, you look well, at the clock. You want me to move? 141 was the high in the TLT back in July of 2016. We blew through it to the upside, means yields exploded to the downside. We've retested it. I think yields are going lower. I have no idea what that means to the broader market, but I think TLT goes higher from here. Final trade times go around the horn, Tim. So we were doing some Woody Routers, whether we played it or not, in Disney, Netflix. Definitely Disney for me. You have to watch this 128 level, but a lot of people have been wanting to buy the stock right here, and I think you should. BK, Brian Kelly. Well, I would say in a world with a looming trade war going for tit for tat, you might want to have some TLT on your bottom. Grasso. The market was under a lot of pressure today, and a stock that did not blink was Lennar. Lennar has been up for about a week straight. I'm staying long. You should, too. Lennar, Elliot. Guy. You know something, Melissa? I know you think what I guy? forgot my final trade. I did not. You know what was up 2% today? Are you waiting for today? it to come no, up? No, I'm it not waiting for it. Oh, see, there it is. G yeah. I, I'm looking at you, though, while I'm talking. Can okay. I can't see that monitor over there. GDX, I know. It's up 2.1% today. Gold's going higher. That does it for us. Have a great weekend. Options Action's up next. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.